Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Match Night Podcast. We are here with Christian Nseka. Hey, Christian, how are you doing? Hey, Benji. <laughs> you just started recording and we're laughing because I didn't really <laughs> tell him. I just started talking. Anyways, it's good to have everyone back here. This podcast is really fun to do because we just love our... We love giving you anything we can to help you in this matching process, the blessing, and making it practical and making it real for you all. So today we want to talk about whew, a big topic for people is ownership, ownership in the matching process. How has ownership in the matching process affected the way that you decide who to get matched and blessed with, how to get matched and blessed with, when to get matched? All of these, all of these decisions ultimately come down to you as an individual because we all have a portion of responsibility in our lives. We all have freedom of choice and free will. So the question is, how do we balance our own personal responsibility and ownership of our choices with getting input from God, from uh, our parents, or historically speaking, from true parents If for people that were going to true parents matching, okay? So this was a topic that Christian himself wanted to bring up. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, why is it that this is something that you want to talk about? Uh, thank you, Benji, for the opportunity to cover this topic today. Uh, yeah, I felt like this is a good topic to try to think about uh, because there have been, uh, sorry, there have been uh, matched candidates um, or matching candidates who have expressed kind of like the desire to, um, or I should say hesitation. They have expressed mm -hmm. the hesitation to decide on whom to go to the matching with or whom to go to the blessing with. You know, and that's, that is because the, the matching process today is about really the candidate. The candidate really has ownership of the matching process compared to the past. And that, is an awesome thing for some candidates and a very fearful thing for others. <laughs> you know, they feel like, I don't want to decide. But the truth is that whether your matching came through with true parents truthfully deciding or your parents deciding or you yourself deciding, at some point, there have to be a decision that you make mm. to own the relationship. You know, like for instance, uh, I have heard of um, many blessed couples, first gen, who were matched by um, true father, mm -hmm. who still refer to their spouses as this person that father gave me, mm -hmm. this person that God picked for me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like they haven't graduated to a different level. Plus, the blessing, when we think about it, really the what the goal of the blessing eventually is to lead us to perfection. Whether or not we, we reach perfection, that's another thing. But that's the goal, to put us in the position where we can reach perfection. So we know with the band principle, there is growth stage. I mean, there is formation stage, growth stage, completion stage. So we can use this. When True Father was matching, uh, he put A and B together, and they go to the blessing. That is like a formation stage of the decision to become husband and wife. Those decisions were made because we, we believe in true parents, we love true father, we believe in them, and we accept. There were even people who may have looked at the spouse and feel like, I don't want to go to the blessing with this person. But because they love true father, they accept. So that's like a formation stage of the decision uh, to own the relationship. 
But after that, they have to graduate mm. to the stage where they themselves decide, okay, I know that I've been with this person for seven years because God gave me this person, but there has to come a time when they decide, yeah, this person is my wife because I choose this person. Mm. Or this person is my husband because I choose this person. And one awesome thing about the matching process today is that couples are making that decision before even becoming husband and wife. Mm. You know, so in the matching process, they already own the decision. They already own the relationship. Once they say yes, they own the relationship. Mm. They don't wait until they become blessed to start figuring things out. Yeah. You know, that is one awesome thing about the new matching process. You know, I don't know if that covers what I was trying to Yeah, I got you. So that's that's a good overview. And from your perspective, you know, for everyone listening, Christian has been doing matching supporting for many years now. He's very experienced in working with especially young single folks go to the blessing successfully and receive the blessing. So Christian, I think one way for people to interpret ownership is I just do whatever I want and take responsibility for it and <laughs> deal with the consequences. And I don't have to involve my parents or my team or anybody or God. Uh, so I guess one way to ask this is how, what success stories do you have or what success do people have and how do people actually take ownership in a healthy way, as opposed to going, just, you know, winging it and just figuring it out as they go. Yeah. You know, this is a, a world plus, like you said before, we have free will, right? With this free will, we feel like, oh, I can do whatever I want. You know, it's my life. It's my body. You know, it's my mm -hmm. whatever, you know, but actually that is the wrong way of looking at it because free will is something that is tied to something else. You know, like if I, let's say, go against the principle, then I also compromise my free will. Free will is within the realm of the principle. When I say principle, I just don't mean divine principle, mm -hmm. universal principle, you know? So if I go against universal principle, then I also compromise my free will. We may not know it because we feel like, okay, there is really nothing preventing me from doing anything, so I can do it. Mm -hmm. you know? But the consequences will be dire, you know. So um, in the relationship, like with the matching, we always want, I don't know if I should say always, but it is better if we can have an open mind. It is better if we can leave room for the parental guidance, whether it is our physical parents in case of second gen, or it is a matching support in, in, in terms of first gen. You know, mm -hmm. uh, just because we have authority to decide, like we have the final word on whom we're going to be blessed with, it doesn't mean that uh, we are supposed to just overlook everything else or disregard advice from parents or input from parents or mm -hmm. matching supporters. I don't know if I answer your question. Yeah, it sounds like there's, I think typically in society, in our culture, there is a, a tendency to not take into account that with freedom comes responsibility, right? As True. Uncle Ben from Spider-Man said very clearly, with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And that is more true than ever with something as critical as choosing a spouse as going to the blessing. Uh, so what sounds like what you're saying is there is there is that element of, yes, you have free will, but on top of that, there's also something tied to that. And that is the consequences of your decisions, the ownership that you have, you have a tied with that. 
so I, I kind of want to bring up, I guess, my perspective and my experience working with, yeah, especially young folks, young men and women, go through this matching process, but also from my experience getting matched and blessed. Uh, I shared a few times about my my matching story. It's pretty. Um, it's it, it ticked a lot of ownership. So that the the moral of the story is very relevant to anyone going through uh, to the blessing. But it was a very unique situation uh, overall. So basically, I went to really really quick. I went to two, two parents matching in 2010, and this was the first time that true father asked us to choose our own spouse. Right. We all went to two parents matching. Traditionally, you go there because you just want your father to decide everything for you. And that's the entire premise of the matching process is I don't I'm not able to choose my spouse. Therefore, I need to father to do it for me. That's the entire mentality people go with. And then when we got there about five minutes into the when he came in, he was like, you know what? You guys, you know, I match you. I bless you. You don't take responsibility for it. You, you break the blessing. He started kind of scolding people. And then he's like, you know, you should match yourselves. And if you did that, you would take ownership for it. And you would not dislike your spouse, right? He started saying that. And we were laughing because we thought he was kidding. And then we realized slowly he was very, very serious. And everyone just freaked out, like totally flipped out. It was, it was actually humorous to watch, even though it was such an intense moment. I was laughing. I was like, wow, this is... <laughs> People were jumping in the air and like crying and just one, one lady just jumped and screamed. <laughs> it was really funny to watch, but you can imagine the dread on everyone's face and heart when he said, all right, now you guys have to choose your spouse. You came here with this understanding that they got in two parents will do everything for you. And now you have to take ownership. And he said very clearly, if you take ownership and you just decide with a pure heart, which is critical and a pure mind. Then, and motivation, then God will work in that situation and God will support you. And he said that. And when he said that, I got, I was like, okay, I can do this. I immediately went from, oh my, like Jesus Christ, I cannot do this. Uh, I cannot do this. I am not, this is not what I signed up for at all. And immediately went from, okay, I can do this because your father said the same true father that I was putting my faith in told me that the same God can work through me, right? The same God that works through him can work through me, the same spirit. So I took that to heart and I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, as long as I'm willing to take ownership of this process, ownership mean, meaning no matter what, this is my decision. No matter what I have, there's a consequence to my decision and I can never blame. And as soon as we start pointing fingers, there is always uh, an indicator that we're not taking responsibility and ownership for something. Anything in our lives, if we're, if we're pointing fingers, we have three, as the saying goes, we have three fingers pointing at ourselves at the same time, right? So <clears throat> take this story as, as, as a kind of a micro, at a very fast paced um, overview of what the matching process is actually like. And this is not a way for me to brag about my pure heart and how ready I was to choose my eternal. I was not at all. But in that moment, to father gave us the, the confidence and gave God gave me the confidence that I could do this. And, and I went with to the, to the matching ceremony, the blessing with absolute um, purity in my mind. Like I want to do what is best. I want to do what is best for this world. I want to do what is best for God. I want to do what is best for my future family. And I want to do that. And for my lineage. And I had that utmost sincere I feel like Dr. Young, unmost sincere. I don't want to do an impression, <laughs> but I almost did. I won't do it. Unmost sincere. Anyways, 
uh, utmost sincere uh, motivation in my heart. Like I wanted to do this and I was pure of mind and heart. And I would, you know, especially regarding sexual integrity, a lot of men and women struggle with uh, masturbation, porn. I really had that under control. I really invested a lot into that. So I could confidently say that I had a pure motivation for going to the blessing and getting matched. So even though it was so crazy, uh, I, I really feel God did work and God works every day. And every day I have to choose my spouse and realize that I decided to be matched with this person. Even people like you, Christian, who are matched by your father directly have to wake up every morning next to their spouse and say, I chose this. I choose this every day because any day you can walk out, right? Right. That's the point. Exactly. Any day you can say, you know what? This, <laughs> this blessing is not for me anymore. And yet it's your choice. That is your prerogative. And no one is stopping you from doing that. So that is what ownership is, is the ability to, to never to, to blame, but always to realize that, that if, as long as you have the purity in mind, purity of heart and purity and motivation, and you want to do what is best, right? You want to do what is going to ultimately allow you to become a loving person, a more heartfelt person, a more uh, loving individual for your spouse and your family, for the world, whatever that decision is, that is a good decision in my book. And if you need, if you want to know more about that topic, we talked about in the first episode in this podcast, the very first one, we talked about how important um, love is and the decision to, to choose, make the loving decision, right? So that's an overview essentially of what, uh, from my perspective, when I'm working with now young folks, men and women who are trying to figure out how to balance, like what is, what is my decision? What is my parents' decision? How involved should we be? At the end of the day, what I see six people succeeding most in is just having conversations about it with their team. The wrong thing to do and what people make mistakes all the time with is if they decide to stop bringing out uh, these kinds of conversations into the open and start withholding to themselves and try to figure out stuff by themselves and trying to inside their mind to try to have give and take with themselves and figure out like, oh, what's the right decision? But as soon as you can try to bring it out into the open, have give and take with someone, especially the people closest to you in your process, like your parents, your matching supporter, um, with God, especially with your original mind, when you start having those conversations, then magic starts happening. You know, something different uh, is created and something, you know, have you ever had the experience where you were just stuck, uh, like you didn't know what to do about a situation. And as soon as you asked your mom or your dad what to do, then it's like somehow you figure out, oh, like, yeah, I should do this. You know, that seems like a better idea. That's the power of give and take. And what I see across the board is people who really are able to take ownership of their, their relationship is they're able to have conversations, right? An example of this is more recently, I was talking with um, a sister who was in a matching process with a brother who had had a sexual relationship, you know, years ago, a long time ago. And of course, he's, you know, repented, received special grace, and it's a part of his past completely. But of course, the brother wanted to, you know, of course, mention it in the relationship and and, uh, and the sister is really conflicted because she feels it gets a really good match. And she feels it's, she feels called by God that this is something really serious to consider. And at the same time, she's just really unsure about this, you know, being in a relationship with someone that has had a sexual relationship and she hasn't in the past. So my answer to her is like, well, this is your opportunity to take ownership and whatever you decide is not a bad decision. It's not the wrong decision. It's just, are you able to, to receive and take responsibility. It's not, of course, your responsibility, but are you able to take ownership of that decision? And, and, and this is essentially comes down to, to how much 
uh, ownership you can take of the situation and decide from there. Anything to add here, Christian, at this point? Yeah, I can just use the example that you just gave uh, because when we talk about ownership, ownership implies really responsibility, like you said before. <clears throat> like with this sister, uh, when, she, when or if she takes ownership of her decision to go to the place with this brother, the responsibility that she will have in this relationship is to make the brother feel loved to make the body feel comfortable. She will have that responsibility. Uh, it is what, like when we say responsibility, it doesn't mean that she has to pay indemnity for the brother, no. Mm -hmm. But how she's gonna interact, how she's gonna express the ownership, you know, that is her responsibility. And also when you think about it, when, when, when we don't take ownership of our relationship, it's difficult for love to flow. You know, mm -hmm. taking ownership like we use the example of those who were matched by a true father. You know, uh, some of them, I'm sorry to say this, I'm a first gen. I know there are, you know, most of the first gen are very faithful. I, I know that. But some of the first gen, when you see their relationships, you don't really see love between mm -hmm. husband and wife. You know, and I may be way off, but what I will say is because those people have not taken ownership of their relationship. Uh, so it's like the, the relationship is still in the formation stage. You know, they may have been blessed for 30 years, 20 years, whatever, you know, uh, however long, but if they haven't taken ownership, then love cannot really flow. The ideal of the blessing cannot be fulfilled without love. And again, the way the matching process is today, it really allows for that love to start flowing early. You know, the way the matching was before, of course, it was a process of indemnity. It was an era of indemnity. Many things had to be restored. Thank God, uh, true parents did what they have to do. And thank God, first gen worked with true parents, you know, to fulfill that. And we are at a level where today people can start a blessed relationship with love instead of just indemnity, you know. Uh, so ownership is key. Mm. Ownership implies responsibility which implies free will. Free will implies responsibility, ownership, and all that creates a pathway for love. If we can say in our terminology, true love. It creates a pathway for true love to really flow between husband and wife. So take ownership, your spouse, take ownership. Like you say, every, every day you wake up, you look at the person next to you, you say, it's my spouse, mm. you know? Without taking that ownership, you may not have necessarily have to say this is my spouse every morning, but you know, but without taking that ownership, it's really difficult to allow even God to be part of your relationship the way with that free, yeah, freely God to be part of, of your relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think for you're talking about your wife, it reminds me, my wife and I, you know, we've been blessed 11 years. We just had our 11 year anniversary. Thank you very much. And uh, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. And we have been through a lot of downs. Like we've seen the pits of hell and the heights of heaven. I, I can honestly say that, um, especially around our sexual relationship. And I, that's, that's such a raw topic for couples to go through. And we really suffered a lot, like way more than anyone needs to um, in terms. Of, it's, it's not like we were just being, you know, uh, mean or aggressive or aggravated against each other. It was really like we had different sex drives at many points in our relationship. And I was me, I'm pointing at myself. I was the one who was always blaming her 
for for many years actually like you're the one that's the problem <clears throat> i'm normal <laughs> and you're my wife and you need to be like this x y and z and as soon as i oh man as soon as i told somebody about it like you know about this tension we were having constantly arguing i mean you can imagine and then uh just brought it i brought it into the open and tried to talk to someone about it and then immediately it became not how she's attacking me or i'm attacking her it's how do we address this together how do we become a team and as soon as i realized that and i was able to have a little bit of compassion for her situation and it wasn't like i said she wasn't being you know just an old hag to to me and just saying you know i don't want sex it was like she was going through some emotional and hormonal things changes in her life that i didn't understand or have the capacity to have compassion with and as soon as i changed that it's like we became a team it's like okay how can we address this this uh, issue together so that we can build both be in a place where we're satisfied and happy and as soon as we changed that, that's, that's to me was like the, the pivotal point where we took ownership of our blessing. Cause we could have, I could have said like, this is not working out. I did not sign up for this God. <laughs> I did not sign up for this relationship to parents and just end it. But that never crossed my mind because I wanted to be committed to how do we become owners of this and address it together. And, and so that's what I'm, I think is like true ownership is when you can yeah. address any issue that comes up in your relationship as, as a team. And across the board, this is important for any couples who are going through very dire uh, separation, divorce, or even the, the most um, aggressive sins of like affairs, you know, which, which we've dealt with, right? And so not my wife and I, but, but I've helped people through those situations uh, in the past is the thing that gets them through that is they, how do they even, how um, outrageous that might, might be is they, they look at it as a team. And they take ownership of their decision. It's not their responsibility because it's not that someone's to blame, but really it's how do we take responsibility of this together and ownership of this together and address it uh, and become a team. And that's where really success happens. And to me, that's really the power of the blessing. It's really, uh, it's not even a two, one, one in one person. It's two lineages, two ancestral lineages, two families, two nations, two beings, uh, eternal spiritual beings coming together. And that is way more than just you and me uh, and what you're doing to me or I'm doing to you, right? Yeah, that's a good example, Benji. Thank you. Because, you know, ownership, ownership is very wide. You know, uh, sometimes we just look at ownership one way, you know, but ownership just with your example, it is knowing how or when, yeah, when to look for solution, when to look for help. You know, that's ownership. You took ownership, you know. And another thing that, another advantage that we have that most of us don't really uh, use is community. Uh, there is a support system. Mm. Like having a matching supporter when going through the, uh, the matching process or the parents being involved when going through the matching process. And most people, maybe some people, Ignore that once they receive the blessing, they feel like, okay, I've received the blessing. I don't need anybody anymore. No, but this, you still need a support system. And in your ownership, in your mind of ownership, you need to know that I need people around me. You know, I need people whom I can talk to. Whether you are a brother or a sister or husband or wife, you always need someone besides your spouse that you need to talk to. That's within your ownership, within the realm of your ownership, to have that mind. And the support system is there. 
It is not just to guide you through the matching process, but also to guide you through your blessed life. Mm -hmm. You know, we always need someone to talk to. Yeah. And our our movement today, uh, the BFM is done in a way that you can find support systems here and there. You know, in a sub-regional level, wherever you are, you can find support systems. So people should take advantage of that. Right. Whether you were blessed 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, no, nobody has blessed 100 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever, you know, so we can still find that support system. So let's use it. Let's talk ownership of our relationships. Let's, let's let God's love flow, you know, between husband and wife. Ownership. Let's own it. Yeah, so to wrap up, ownership. If you have ownership of your life, matching process blessing, you will have a successful marriage. That's the bottom line. You will have a successful blessing because the quality of a, of a happy blessing is both partners are able to take ownership of their lives or decisions. The quality of a successful marriage, uh, any relationship is that people are not blaming each other, but instead they're working on how do I change and how do I work on how to understand and how to have compassion, how to love. And on top of that, we have support. We have matching supporters. We have the MatchNet community. We have, uh, if you go to matchnet.us, you can jo join the MatchNet program. We have this podcast. If you have any questions for our podcast, you can go to matchnet.us slash podcast, and you can ask us a question. That's, we get a lot of our inspiration for these topics from people that we talk to all the time. So this is really your opportunity to ask a question. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening and christian thanks for being here with us um god bless you all we love you take care very very much thank you christian bye bye welcome